your favorite singer-songwriter, your favorite political commentator, your crazy cousin from the country, Music Truth. You're listening to Episode 3 of Truth 101, Our World Through Chocolate Lenses, the show where we dive into anything until we get to the bottom of it, where we get to the bottom of everything from politics and pop culture to why people with big arms make the best grits. Again, no topic is off-limits. No question is trivial or taboo. This is a safe place to toss it around and see if we can't find the truth behind it. So with that being said, I want to apologize for being a little late with episode three. I was traveling through what is called flyover country, the Midwest, and perhaps we'll do a show on why it's so hard for us to determine the different states uh, unless we're looking at a map. And even so, it's a blank once you get into the Dakotas. You can't tell pretty much what's happening west of that. I'm going to introduce a topic of interest for this week, and we're going to research it and break it down like we normally do. This week, we'll peel back the layers of human sensitivity and ask ourselves, why are we so unbothered? In a world of violent video games, viral fight videos, and a general my my own business mentality, it seems as though we aren't bothered by much at all. Have we removed ourselves from our neighbors and the human condition? Do you even know your neighbor's name? I don't. Do I want to know my neighbor's name? I don't. Is minding our own business a mechanism for self-preservation? When is something our business? Now, okay, I've just asked a million and one questions, but if you haven't guessed already, this week's question is, why are we so unbothered? So in order for us to really unpack this, I think we should start with the world of viral videos and then kind of move into the platforms that were used as a catalyst to assist with those videos going viral. When we can talk more about what science says about desensitization and what it means for us as humans. So for many of us, the first viral video, at least in the black community, was Scarlet Takes a Tumble. And I've talked about this with my friends and close family members. We remember it like it was yesterday. Before that, you had just a lot of shows on YouTube where people were doing shorts and maybe cooking something or having a very brave reaction to the treatment of pop stars like Britney Spears. But for many of us, we recall Scarlet Takes a Tumble. It was uploaded on October 17, 2008, and it reached 30 million plus views. I thought it was funny, and so did my friends and everyone around me. Not only do we recall Scarlet Takes a Tumble, but of course, at the same time, we had a song out in video called It's So Cold in the D. We won't get into that, but I implore you when you get time, if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. 
is still there, and it's by T-Baby out of Detroit. So if Scarlett takes a tumble, we recall this video of this beautiful chocolate young lady. She actually was 15. She is singing her heart out, singing a love song. And she's in her home, and at some point in her home, she determines that it's best to climb to the highest heights. And so she climbs to the top of a table. And as she hoists herself up there, she's singing, she's in her wedges, and she is just living her best life and conveying this message of love. Well, at some point, Scarlet shifts her weight from left to right, left foot to right foot, and pretty soon, baby, that whole table came tumbling down. Now, not only did Scarlet take that tumble, she laid there agonizing in pain for over a full minute. Baby, we were concerned, but we were getting a good belly laugh also. More than likely, not once did we stop the video. Did the baby make it? Honey, are you okay? Okay, she's moving. We're good. Scarlet takes a tumble, 30 million plus views. We watched, we laughed, we loved. Now, According to the 10 years later by BET, she went on to go to college and joined a choir, uh, living her best life. But the world was cruel and the comments and so forth in these videos we know open ourselves up to criticism. But there you have it, a nod to the first viral uh, video in the black community, Scarlet Takes a Tumble. Now, during this time, we also had a website called World Star Hip Hop. Uh, now, it hadn't really gained much steam. Remember, Scarlet Takes a Tumble came out in 2008. World Star Hip Hop was founded in 2005 by Lee Q. Odinette. He's out of New York, and he actually passed away 2014 or 2017, somewhere in there. And it started out as a place to leak mixtapes and quickly became a platform for just video. The site became known for fight videos and coined that term, as well as footage of police brutality and also high sexual content. It seemed like BET after dark. That's everything you were seeing, but in the palm of our children's hands. Now, the subject of many studies around desensitization in youth, according to MadamNoir.com, world star hip hop helped create a pathway for violence toward women to become entertainment. Charing Ball, in this same article, writes that while there have always been avenues for graphic violence, sites like World Star Hip Hop, quote, provided a home, end quote, for such violence. ABCnews.com in 2012, Colleen Curry unpacks a video of a man getting jumped with eight men stationed as lookouts, of course, posted to World Star Hip Hop. Somebody took the video. In fact, it's not uncommon to hear someone yell out, World Star, just before all manner of pandemonium and wig snatching breaks loose. So what are we concerned with? It seems onlookers are more apt to video the recording for likes rather than call the police or help typically grossly outnumbering the attacker. And I'm talking about videos where you see at least 10 or 15 people standing around, cheering on, and filming. 
And what is the impact on empathy? We aren't the only audience watching. I always say the world is watching. For the most part, the internet has few borders, except for countries where they have an unprecedented amount of censorship, but we're not talking about them right now. Are other cultures less apt to be sensitive to our pain when world star hip hop brandishes it as a glorified battle scar? Will our lives matter then? Maybe someone should do a study on the correlation between fight videos and the desensitization of black lives to other cultures. Hey, maybe I should do the work. But what about violent video games? Numerous studies have been conducted that suggest a correlation between violent video games and desensitization in the world around us. In 2004, Berkeley University, specifically J.B. Funk, I'm going to call her by her name, G.N. B. Funk, you go girl, and friends conducted a study that looked at the correlation between violence, exposure in real life, video games, television, movies, and the internet, and asked, is there desensitization? While Funk shied away from making definitive or broad-stroking findings, she certainly stated that it's something we should continue to examine. Now, that was 2004, before Worldstar and before Scarlett took her tumble. Just three years later, Nicholas Carnegie, through the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, he examined the physical desensitization that takes place as a result of video game violence in his work entitled, The Effect of Video Game Violence on Physiological Desensitization to Real-Life Violence. He had a control group and eight participants and exposed them to very violent footage after also playing a very violent video game. Those who played the video game just beforehand had a lower heart rate and physical skin reaction to violent video. Those who didn't had more of a normal response to what would be considered watching something incredibly graphic and violent. So not only are we mentally desensitized, we are physically desensitized as well. Mind and body. Our heart is the only thing left to fill with. Anywho, I encourage you to read these articles in detail on your own and take a greater look at the studies conducted and their contribution to the research. So we're melding this world of constant approval and gratification, likes and oversharing on social media. We'll have another show about that if you like. That one might ask just how far people are willing to go. Just a couple years ago, I recall hearing about a man from the Midwest, Ohio, I believe, going on a shooting rampage and videoing everything on Facebook Live. People watched. He had an audience. Later, Facebook banned that sort of thing. Just a couple of months ago, I recall running across a video on Twitter showing a person entering a place of business, getting into an altercation, and opening fire. The video was being retweeted and liked as it depicted a very gruesome end of very real lives. I remember reporting it and getting a reply from Twitter that let me know the video had indeed violated its standards and rules around depicting, quote, the last moments of someone's life. I remember wondering for a half second if I had been the only person to report it. Surely I don't believe I was. But this is the world we live in. So why worry? 
In all fairness, do we have the time to worry about the woes of the world? After all, because bills. We're all trying to be good mothers and fathers, friends who care, recover our summer bodies while we can still snap back and still remember to drink more water and oil our scalps at the same dang time. Perhaps minding our own business is a method of self-preservation. Perhaps we're simply too tired and overworked and must ask for forgiveness when we overlook what's going on around us. It's very easy to get compassion fatigue. We just care and care so much for others' issues around us that we simply give out and give up, crawl into a cave of depression and resolve that it's simply too much to fix. Well, I'm going to tell you if no one has told you in a while, you're doing a good job. Though we may not be able to fix every looming problem in the world, we can start with our very own home and let it spill over into our communities. Do what you can. Get bothered about the right things. Act when you need to and wake up knowing that you're a good person who can lead many by example. Come from behind those video games for a spell and have a picnic and play some spades and fry some chicken with friends. Sometimes we close ourselves in and we equally close our minds and our hearts. It's okay to work on ourselves. Self-care is beautiful and necessary. But remember to heist up your window just a little bit every once in a while. Let the breeze of community, family, and love flow through. I believe in you, baby. So that's the truth about why we're unbothered. The truth is we're all bothered. None of us are at rest. Though we may find peace in many moments, the truth is the world is being a little less caring. But through mindfulness, we can keep our wits about us and recall what in fact makes us human, the ability to feel something. Peace, babies. And I'll see you next week. God willing, if the creek don't rise, as my best friend says, thank you for joining us. And we'll be back where we'll toss around another point of interest and get to the bottom of it. Please send me your questions. You can inbox me on facebook.com slash music truth or DM me on social media. Just Google music truth. That's M-U-S-I-Q truth. All one word. You can find me there. Thank you. I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Truth One Questions, I got answers, ain't no use pretending We can talk it out, chop it up till we get bored Research it, flip it, scratch it, or throw it straight out the door It's Truth 101, our world from chocolate lenses Sending your questions, cause knowledge we straight spitting and dying You got questions, we got answers, ain't no use pretending Chop it up, talk it out, knowledge we straight dripping This is Truth 101, our world